we I need it because would you I say that that's exactly what God had in store for you? <laughs> Probably. I, I I talked to my grandmother about that one time when we I was like, did it ever occur to you that like if we would have stayed in that house, like I wouldn't be where I'm at. And welcome to NP Edgar. I don't want to assume where you are while you're listening to this, but perhaps you're on your ride home. Perhaps you're on your ride to work. Perhaps you're sitting at home. Perhaps you are a federal worker who is not allowed to go back to work because of angry people in Washington. Whatever brought you here, thank you for being here. This evening's guest is an actor, a producer, a Chicagoan. His name is Jaquise Neal. Jaquise Neal is, I guess, a millennial? Perhaps a Gen Xer. We'll get into that. It's not clear, but one thing that is clear is he's a very, very talented man. We'll talk wrestling. We'll talk dreams. We'll talk his past. But what you can be sure of is that we talk. This is a conversation with Jaquise Neal. I... I personally, like, I, it's hard for me to follow programs mm-hmm. with working out. That's interesting to me because you do uh, Whole30, and I and I think that you're, I mean, and this is, could just be appearances, but to me, you appear to be very consistent with it. I mean, no, it's, it's definitely appearances. <laughs> um, I'm not consistent with it. When I'm doing it, I am. Yeah. Uh, and when I'm in like a workout phase, I'm very consistent, but the inconsistency comes from not staying with it. Yeah. Uh, How many times have you restarted Whole30? Well, whenever I do Whole30, I never restart. I finish it. Oh, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there so, is yeah, a consistency. There is a consistency with that, but the goal of Whole30 is not to just do it for 30 do days. Do it for 30 it's days. It's to turn into a lifestyle. It's to turn into a lifestyle, and that's where the inconsistency comes in. Or, you know, whenever I get on a workout kick, like I go hiking a few t- times a week or we used to have a, a We used to have a weekly hike. Yeah. Like I'll I'll just stop. Yeah. For whatever reason. Mostly it's vacations. Yes. You like, vacation a lot. I try to. I mean, I yeah, I try to. I, I like going places. Like, I'm going to uh, Ojai just for a night Yeah, this weekend um, just to get out of L.A. Was that something that your mother did a lot when you were young? No. Nobody traveled in my family. Mm. It wasn't a thing. So then, so was that, so is this traveling thing kind of like, you know, like for me, I eat a lot of meat, and I yeah. know I eat a lot of meat because there was no meat in my home. Is that yeah. kind of what this travel thing is for you? Because- yeah, I mean, well, all right, I, I just, I kind of lied. Uh, it's it, Nobody traveled when I was younger. Yeah. Like, as a kid, that wasn't something I did as a kid. Like, I didn't fly on a plane until two weeks before 9-11. That, yeah. Like that, so I was 14 at that point. Great time to get a practice run in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I actually was in the air when Aaliyah died. Wow, uh, her plane crashed while I was flying back. Dang, from uh, which was a very weird thing to hear. And then like two weeks later, nine eleven happens. I'm yeah. like, this is fuck planes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is but why you're so into that. cruise ships now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was on. I was on a cruise. That was my first ever vacation. Mm-hmm. Was a cruise. Uh, that was the first time I ever got on the plane. That was the first time, like, I went somewhere outside of like just going to Milwaukee with yeah. my mom and yeah. shit. Which is still the Midwest. Which is still the Midwest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee is like an hour away from Chicago. Yeah. So, I, so she went on a cruise for the first time because she had never traveled really either. She went on a cruise for the first time maybe a year or two before I did, mm-hmm. and she said like it was just such a remarkable thing because like she had never seen just like opulence like that. And I know yeah. like most people don't associate cruise ships with opulence, but like. Just being from the south side of Chicago yeah. to seeing like this big ass boat with like restaurants in it, and of course, and, like, a seafood and buffet, and see- yeah. And, like, and, yeah, like that's not shit you like normally see, no. like a lot. So like she fell in love with it. So that was my first ever vacation. Well, opulence is relative, right? Because that's true. I mean, when I went to McAllen, Texas, for the first time, there's this place called Crazy Buffet. And mm-hmm. uh, do you guys have a crazy buffet in Chicago? Is it no? I think it's the same as Old Country Buffet, though. Uh, well, yeah, they're it's like similar. A, it's an international buffet where it's like a bun. It's like every cuisine you can think okay. of. And I remember when I went there, I was like, "This is where rich people eat." Yeah, and yeah. any rich person will tell you, "No, that's still very much so where middle class people eat." Like <laughs> yeah. that is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I was just like, "Oh my god, you can get anything here." Yeah, it. 
that was how it was. It was that's how it was when I first, when we first went on when I first went on that cruise. It was mm-hmm. like, man, we're like it was an ordeal. Like you get on a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was before like TSA and shit. So like you just, you know so like people come like our, my grandma came to the airport with us, walked us right to the fucking gate, uh, and. We, you know, and we flew to Puerto Rico. So it wasn't even oh, wow. like, so it was, so now I'm in, a, well, Puerto Rico is still the U.S. But, but I understand. It's like a Outside different country. Outside of continents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was like crazy. And then like walking up to the boat, it is insane. Just as a 14-year-old kid, just seeing like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then that was the first instance I ever had with white girls appreciate like liking black dudes mm-hmm. too because like also that wasn't a thing growing yeah. up you hadn't gone to your private school yet. i haven't gone you know i hadn't gone to that yet so that was also something that was like oh man this i'm like meeting different hearing people talk different languages and mm-hmm. people that don't look like me it was just mm-hmm. like a crazy fucking thing i was like i would love to do this all the time have you been to europe no i need to go i've yeah. been to a lot of caribbean places i've been to south america mm-hmm I want to. I haven't gone. My two places are Europe and Australia. Oh wow! I've never left the the continent either. Um, but I hear that you're. Uh, were there European people on that cruise? Probably at I'm, all. I've been on. I've been on cruises with European people. Because I hear that Europeans, if there's any like that sort of like, and again, we're veering into a little bit of a problematic space, but I'll allow it. Um, that where the white girls go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's. I've heard that European girls love black. They dudes. see the black skin and they go crazy. They go crazy. No, these weren't European girls. These were basic white girls. <laughs> um, and from Tallahassee, and like fifteen, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, that I, I have. I ever told that? Maybe. I mean, I've told the story before. I don't know if I've told it here. Like the time my mom thought I fell off the boat. No, what happened yeah. there? So it was that cruise, first cruise ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, because you're on the boat, your mom is a little more. My mom was a lenient mom anyway as far as, like, not being super strict. Yeah, she trusted Uh, me. She trusted me. But on the boat, you even trust more because, you know, you have nowhere to go. Where are you going to go? Yeah, Yeah. you have nowhere to go except off the boat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is, like, a way crazier thing to get lost in, right? Right. Because, like, if I get lost in my neighborhood... I get lost in my neighborhood. You get lost in your neighborhood. But if you fall off the fucking boat. <laughs> then you, that was your time. It was yeah. your time. Uh, <laughs> like it was just your fucking time. Yeah. But so I remember the one of the last few nights of the cruise, it was a seven night cruise. Uh, I stayed overnight in one of the girls' rooms. Doing what? Uh, you know, doing stuff. Uh, you were I did, 14 years old. I didn't have old. sex with her. I didn't have sex with her. I mean, her. I'd hope not. But you were 14 she wanted years me old. to. It was weird. Was like, this your first like was this your first sexual interaction? Uh probably. Wow. Yeah. Outside of on just a, kisses. Yeah. But yeah. But on a cruise ship. On a cruise ship. With a random person you had never met before. At fourteen. I had met her like three <laughs> days before that. That <laughs> you know nothing about this. I knew person. nothing about her, but like She had her own room. She, she had, had her- yes, they had their own room. They they were white. <laughs> uh they had their own fucking room. The kids wow. had their own room. It was me. Uh, another friend that I met on a boat, this uh, this Hispanic dude, and then two <laughs> girls, and y'all like, were both doing stuff in this room while we're both doing both stuff there. in this room while we're both there. Uh, and Te- I, young teens are so horny. We're so horny, dude. But <laughs> but because how horny I was, it never clocked to tell my mom that I where I was. Like yeah. I didn't tell her I wasn't you coming back to the room. That. You were just like, oh my god, a girl wants me to yeah. hang out with her. So I fell asleep in her room that night, and like in the middle of the night, like a phone, like the phone rang, mm-hmm. and you know woke us all up, and she was like, "I ah, don't worry about it, whatever." And so we just let it ring, and it stopped. And then at eight a.m. on the dot, I hear my name over the cruise like loudspeaker saying, "Will Jackie's Neil please report to his room or come back to your room?" Blah blah blah, and like that woke me up. Cause they kept, they said it like two or three times. Yeah, they they did like the loud ding ding, yeah. and then did that, and so I went right back to my room. My mom was in the room in the dark, sobbing. Cause she like, thinks she's dead. Cause she thinks I'm dead. Yeah. I never came back to the fucking room, and 
like I found out that the phone call was the crews calling every single stateroom on the boat. <laughs> Because per international laws, yeah. they could not use the loudspeaker between the hours of 11 p.m. and 8 a.m. So, so that's why at 8 a.m. they did over the loudspeaker, but yeah. in the middle of the night they had to call. But I left my mom worrying for hours. What a weird... <laughs> I, I don't mean to dig into this. I mean, obviously, let's talk about your mom's pain, but what a weird international law. It's a very weird law. That they're like, hey, listen... I don't care if a kid is lost. <laughs> I don't care if an iceberg it's is coming. So, you are not waking these niggas up. It's okay? so fucking weird. <laughs> They're going to be asleep. I don't get it. I, <laughs> like, as an adult, I know my mom, and I can only imagine how much she pushed back on that. Because yeah. as an adult, <laughs> I'd be like, you got to be out of your fucking mind. You better get on these damn loudspeakers. Because <laughs> to, to think that you're going to call a room yeah. and someone's going to answer and go, hello? No, well, no, he's not here. I'm yeah. sorry. All right, goodbye. Have a, it's like, no, yeah. I'm ignoring. That's exactly what y'all did. Y'all woke up and said, this must be a mistake. Yeah. And y'all went right back That's to sleep. That's what we thought. We were like, oh, it's a mistake or somebody fucking around yeah. or just call it. Like, yeah, you don't think to pick up the fucking phone. And they only call once. And they only call once, bro. Per room, bro. Once per room. <laughs> Once you know what? Room. Let's be honest, though. If you were a white child, they would have they would have they would have busted on every, every yeah, banged on every door, busted, which is what I would have did as soon as they said, "Oh, we can't call." I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm knocking on every fucking door in yeah. this goddamn <laughs> on this boat. I'm knocking on all one thousand doors on this boat until I find my son." I just think it's so crazy that they they might as well. I mean, I guess if it was like now, they would just send like a quick SMS alert. Yeah, <laughs> it was like buzz I, buzz. It's getting home. That's know. true. Yeah, I mean they could have did that. Hey, and you know, like mind you, this is before nine eleven, so yeah. security. Well, maybe now is different, where because like the world is different uh, as far as shit we're scared of. They may actually do over the loudspeaker yeah. shit. Yeah. At the time, no. Um. They yes and no. Yeah. If your phone is on airplane, yeah. They but they might have like Wi-Fi or something on. The yeah. Plane, they can right? send like emergency stuff. Probably yeah. still. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know how know. technology works. I, I'm a big firm believer that you can text on the plane. They just don't let you. Oh, you can't like, text on the plane because I think that it's not like that. Your service is blocked. I think that they're blocking that. It's like it's not that we're so high up that we don't have service. Mm -hmm. They're purposefully blocking our service. Well, you. If you turned your phone off an of airplane mode or turned it on, you could still use your phone. It's sometimes just blocking their radio frequency. Yeah, that's why I said sometimes I have a service and sometimes I don't. And I think when I don't, it's because they're just like, nah, fuck y'all. Y'all not yeah. using this because, like you said, yeah, you're blocking them, their communication with like the air traffic controllers. Yeah, which I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. Some pilot is probably going to say, no, this is true. This is right. I believe it's true. I just... I just doubt its extent, mm -hmm. like how damaging it is. Is it more of just a nuisance or is it actually like life threatening? I think it's, it's a, a nuisance. nuisance fucking, I think it's a nuisance. Then deal with it, right? Yeah, it's a, it's definitely. I've read that recently. It's just a nuisance. Just deal with it. Like they can still do everything they need to do. <laughs> if if a plane is so fickle, yeah, that a text message yeah. can send that plane spiraling down, nobody would fucking fly. No one would fly. No so one would fly. We know this about you, Jaquise. You were born in Chicago. Yeah. Is there somewhere else you wish that you were born? Nah. That's, a, that's an interesting question, uh, one I've never thought of. No, I think because Chicago is was a big city. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think so, but yeah. Uh, you don't think Chicago is a big city? I don't. I really don't. I mean, don't. it's the third biggest city in the country. Hey, <laughs> like, I still... Population-wise. Population-wise? Yeah. I, is that really true? Yes. Can we get on that, Sophie? Chicago? Yes, yeah, the third biggest city I'm in the country. I'm going to seriously doubt that. I can 100% state that that is I'm going fact. to seriously doubt that. Uh, New York, LA, Chicago is number three. <laughs> is it correct? <laughs> yeah, it's about wow. 2.7 million people that live in Chicago. That is insane to me. Uh, that is insane to me. Yeah. it's. A, it's I thought a, it was going to be Houston for sure. Houston is number four. Not far behind. About 500,000 people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chicago is a pretty big city. I When we went to Chicago, it... I, I, get, I tell you, we literally probably didn't even touch a third of the city. That's insane to me. Uh, it's a pretty big place. But, but like, growing up in Chicago, like, I, I feel like I've had all different, the whole gambit of Chicago. Like, mm -hmm. I, I grew up on the south side, so mm -hmm. I grew up around the violence and the gangs and black people and that part of Chicago. Uh, then I moved to High Park, which is, like, 
middle class black. Yeah. You know, it's just a different and and with a little influx suburbia of a suburbia. Little bit. It's like black suburbia. Yeah. Uh then I moved to suburbia. Yeah. Uh, then I moved to the north side of Chicago, which mm-hmm. is very white hipster yeah. uh, and white, you know, college educated yeah. uh, part of Chicago. Yeah. Um, so you really have seen the whole gamut. Yeah, I've seen Was like there the a whole part. Um, probably the north side, which sucks, but. That is also, you know, was in my twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say, how much so, is the age that you were yeah. when you lived there play into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was you in went my to Columbia 20s. College, right? I went to Columbia, so it was also part of my career growth as well, mm-hmm. living in uh, that time of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But also, I would probably say, like, I I love my childhood. Of course, uh, I love my childhood to a degree. Uh, we were we weren't poor. Until we were forced to be poor yeah. by my grandmother, uh, when we lived, was she trying to cut back on things? No, we uh, around. What do you mean by forced to be poor? <laughs> so I've talked, you know, about how my grandmother is very religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so around nineteen ninety five, late ninety five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord spoke to her mm-hmm. and said, "I'm gonna bless you, so stop paying your bills, right?" <laughs> Stop paying your bills. Stop paying everything because I'm going to bless you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother is very controlling. So she got my grandfather, who was the breadwinner in the house at the time, to listen to that shit. And eventually, you know, what happens when you stop paying your bills? Uh, they turn your lights off. Yeah. They turn your gas off. Yeah. They turn shit off. Uh, and we lived in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, for close to two years without electricity and heat in our house. Um, we lived by candlelight. We lived by kerosene heaters. What made your grandma give up? Like, what made your grandma wake up and realize this is insane? Uh, we got evicted from that house. Wow, a house that she was only two years away from paying off. Dang. Uh, which is why I have a very huge aversion to religion. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, it's of course. insane to me. Yeah, and I love my grandmother. I love my grandmother. Thankfully, I was, you know, at that point, I was, you know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So. You know, I don't look back on that time as like a. Um, I don't look back on that time as. as I mean, it's crazy, mm-hmm. but I don't look back on that time and remember it like this was such a hard time in my life because I was too young to really. Yeah, to really grasp to really the grasp situation. that. Yeah. Uh, in in most cases, I look back on that time and say that this was exactly what we I needed because. Would you say that that's exactly what God had in store for you? <laughs> Probably. I, I, I talked to my grandmother about that one time when we I was like, did it ever occur to you that like if we would have stayed in that house, like I wouldn't be where I'm at? And for all intents and purposes, not to sound like me, 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 but like I'm the first person in our family that can really change the landscape of our family. Yeah. Not saying I will, but I'm the first person that can Are you the first with it. a college degree? I'm the first one with a college degree. Mm-hmm. I'm in a career that can be life-changing. I mean, it is already um, life-changing. It's not yeah. can be. It already is it life-changing. It is. So, like, in a lot, and that wouldn't have been the case if we would have stayed there. I yeah. would have probably been in a gang or who yeah. knows. I don't know what the fuck would how happen, did she? But, how did she grapple with that when you told her that? Uh, she She grappled with it. From a religious standpoint, like you, huh, you know, God told me you was gonna be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna, Jaquise. It's I never promise you, there's, there's, you could do whatever you want, Jaquise. You could literally build God Himself, and she'll yeah. be like, you know, that was God's plan. That was God's plan. <laughs> that was God's plan. So she didn't, she didn't, she didn't take it as like a a, a slap in. No, her. if anything, you reinforced her ideals. I did, <laughs> I did. I mean, me, and, I've gotten a blow up argument with her before, mm. also. Uh, about her controlling nature and how stupid she is, uh, <laughs> but and I say that. Do with you really think love. that she's stupid? Uh, not stupid as far as I, not stupid from a stupid in a way that I say all people who believe shit like that is stupid. Yeah. Um, when was the first time you started like having those doubting thoughts about <clears throat> your grandmother's religion? Um. And is your and this is a two parter? Is your mom also religious? No. No, she's not. I mean, she she believes in a higher power. She believes in doing the right thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I would probably say when I was 14, because my mom at that age came out. Um, mm. And my grandmother stopped talking to her. 
Wow. They had a huge argument, and they didn't talk for almost two years. Were they living together at the time? No, 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 no. We were. I we have moved out at that point. Cause mind you, up until I was up until ninety eight, I grew up in the house with my mom, my grandmother, my two aunts, my grandfather. Like, yeah, a family. Uh, home. Yeah, it was a family home. Yeah. So at this point, we were living alone. Uh, but she, you know, my mom came out. My grandmother, I you know, religious. Did not like that at all. Yeah. And didn't talk to her for over a year, for between a year and two years, uh, until a cousin passed away, like a pretty important cousin in our family passed away, and then mm. like that kind of got them talking again. But um, at that point, I was like, oh, this is trash. Yeah. This is not something that I want to... Because also at that point, my mom had started going to a cho- uh, the same church that Obama went to. Yeah. Got Reverend Wright. Mm-hmm. My mom went to, my, we went to that church yeah. as well um, with Obama. And, you know, they were, they were really not a normal church because they were. They're pretty far they left. They were pretty far left. You know, yeah. they were allowing gay marriage in there. They were doing ceremonies and shit like that. Yeah. So it's a pretty far left yeah. church. I mean, I think like the idea that we have of Reverend Wright is that he's very anti-America. Like, I mean, obviously that's how Fox News spun it when right. Obama was running. But really, he's just, a, to me, at least a very extreme leftist. Yeah, he's just a leftist. He sounds like any progressive, or, yeah. even, or even extreme leftist, like you said, and I don't want to say progressive or extreme well, like, leftist. He but, sounds like Dr. Cornell West. Yeah. 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 But, so, you know, I'm going to that church, and then to hear, at, at this point, like, even though I wasn't super religious at that point, mm-hmm. church, was something that was very wasn't foreign to me. So yeah. to hear her come back and say, "Oh, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. You're doing all this shit. You're, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to talk to you." I'm like, "That's not. That seems weird to me. That's not the type of values or ideals that I believe in." So at that point, I was like, "Oh, you're," and I started piecing shit together. We lived in that house because of that, because of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I started piecing all that shit together. I was like, "Oh, you're." You're crazy. And when we return, we'll have more from Jakees Neal. And we have returned to our conversation with Jakees Neal. Mm-hmm. So your mother came out when you were around 14 years old, you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you remember what that day was like at all? Like I knew before. Mm-hmm. How did you find out? I walked in on her with another woman. Mm. She didn't. She still to this day doesn't know. Uh, wow. With the same woman who she's with now, yeah. like, who is a part of my family. Um, but I walked in <clears throat> on that, and that was jarring. Yeah. That was jarring. I mean, I imagine that at that time, uh, homophobia was very much so a part of a part, middle school yeah. jargon. It was a part of middle school jargon. It was a part of, it was, you know, looking back, it was a part of, me solely yeah. because of growing up in the religious household that I did yeah, grow 100%. up in. Uh, it was very much so still a punchline, right? I mean, I mean today in some ways it's still a punchline. Yeah, but yeah. Back then, like you know, it was a very big punchline. Very big punchline. Like saying "man, that's gay" was a big thing. Yeah. Um. Until very recently. Um. But you know that was jarring just because, like you know, at that point, I had never seen my mom in a relationship in general. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, and she had had people in her life and stuff, but I, you know, I never saw it as like, oh, that's your boyfriend yeah. or anything like that. Um, did you ever wonder, like, were you just like, why doesn't my, like, did it ever cross your mom, like, why, do, why doesn't my mom date or anything like that? No, I mean, like, she's dated men and women. Mm-hmm. She's dated, she's mostly dated men. Um, but no, never. I think because, like, my mom was a single mom. Yeah. And that's just how you understood that's it. That's just how I understood it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I didn't meet my dad for the first time until I was 16. So, like, I didn't even think anything about that. So, mm-hmm. to, like, walk in. So, not so one, to walk in on your mom. Doing having, anything. Doing anything is fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, but to, and I'm not equating that to. Of course. Being with I understand woman, what you're but, saying. But the shock but of the shock like, of But the shock of that and then the shock of, like, oh, this is another woman uh, yeah. was jarring because it's so distant to you right especially when you're making fun of it it's so like 
this is what other people do. Right. They would never, and again, we're not saying that this idea is correct, but we're just being honest. Like, yeah. To you, you would be like, this would never happen in my own household. It, it's not even that. It's just something that wasn't even on our radar. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't even, it was something that you don't even think about. And then to have it, to walk in on it yeah. was very like, wow, what the fuck did I just walk in on? <laughs> yeah. Did so, you tell anyone? No. No. Like I never, I didn't tell, anything? I don't remember if I told any friends. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. Yeah. Uh, especially at the school I was at at the time. I mean, I yeah. Got you got Someone would have spread it. <laughs> yeah, it would have got spread. I definitely didn't tell family. Oh, yeah, I didn't not. start telling people until I was older about, yeah. about that. And my mom still doesn't know until... Somebody listens to this and tells her probably. Uh, but so I knew. And, you know, being a ass how teenager. Were, how old were you when you walked in? Around this was 2001. That's a big so year. So I was for you. 14. It was a big year. Out I here was 14. Sneaking around with a white woman. I know. Out here. Uh, it was my punishment. Flying. <laughs> Walking in on my mom Stop having it. sex. Stop it was it. my punishment. <laughs> uh, she. Uh, so I was. Yeah, I was around. It was around 14. Yeah. Uh, 2001 ish. Maybe 2000. Late 2000. Early 2001. Mm-hmm. And so I knew already. And so because I knew, like, I started making comments about how like this is bad but like i was lashing out start making comments about how like oh i don't like gay people and stuff like that. i was doing it just to hurt her yeah because i knew and she didn't know i knew yeah so i was saying like this stuff preventatively man jakees i i've seen you at your nastiest like sometimes like i've seen you when you're upset and i can imagine you being such a piece of shit oh, like just a, a little shit. shit like you know what i mean like in a way that yeah. Any teenager is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can just imagine you being shit. like, man, shit, gay people suck. And your mom I, like, all right, do you want some breakfast? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what I remember vividly. Uh-huh. One day she was just cooking breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. And I just started going on, I, you know, it, and, and I think it was because, not saying it was right or anything like that. I mean, it wasn't right. Uh, but it was because, in a way... Like, I felt like it wasn't a real thing. Mm. Did you feel betrayed a little bit? Maybe, which is a bad thing. No, it's Um, not. Look, I want to make it very clear to you, uh, and this is my personal opinion. I don't believe any emotion is bad. I believe acting on those emotions are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that feeling betrayed is completely fine. Mm. You just have to do the work to get through it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, understand what is this coming from, right? Because there are times where, like, I mean, me and you talk on this, there's times where you and I get upset at each other, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. But if one of us acts on it versus, like, actually processing it, that's when I think it gets bad. Right. So, like, you know, if you felt betrayed, that wasn't what was bad. What was bad was you dunking on her while she was making breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) While she was making me, you know, hash browns and shit. Yeah, she's taking care of your ass, and you're out here being like, man, fuck gay people. Yeah. (laughs) It was so, so, um, that was, that, that was what happened with that. And then like they get, then my, then I think she told my mom, my grandmother first. I can't remember. I can't, it was a long time ago. I can't remember who was told first, but then she told me, and I think she told my grandmother first because that started to soften my stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, on it and start. Did you start to feel guilty for? I started to feel guilty for. Yeah. yeah, I started to feel guilty for not loving her no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm again, saying I didn't love her, but I, mean, for I understand not, because it, it, I started to feel guilty for the anger like it mattered. Showed. Yeah, because it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and that was the first step in like understanding that. Homophobia. At that age, I didn't know what homophobia was. But understanding, but understanding what you're doing wasn't what right. What I do, it wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, if there's anyone who's listening to this who feels any sort of vitriol towards your actions as a 14-year-old, that person can go sincerely fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, that to me is insane. Like, yeah. I, I think that it's so much more complicated when, you know, your mom, you walk in on your mom doing something that, like, you would yeah. never, ever imagine. I think that's so complicated. So for anyone it's to a, make a judgment it's is a complicated. I think, truly go fuck yourself. I think it, it would have been a different, com- I think it could have been different if, like, I would have known first. 
Of course. If it was the other way around. Yeah. But finding out like that. Yeah. Uh, at, you know, at a time where we weren't as tolerant. Yeah. <laughs> Not only as a nation, but as black people, as, as black, religious people. So as, many. There's so many layers youth. to this. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she had to talk with me and, you know, it went relatively well. And mm-hmm. that was that was it. That was cool. And, you know, I've been growing from that ever since. Um, but... Yeah, and you know my grandmother has too and stuff like that. Now, Jaquise, who is your favorite rapper? Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah. Jay Z's mother is also a lesbian. Did you know that at the time? Was that uh, I didn't find that out until four forty four. Four forty four. Yeah. Yeah. But he had a very similar experience. Yeah. That's what the song "Smile" is about. Yep. It was very. Uh, my mind was so funny. My my mother and Jay Z were born two days apart. Wow. Uh, he, she was born on the second, sixty nine, and he was born on the fourth and sixty nine mm-hmm. of December fourth. Very yeah. good song. Uh, it's a great song. And so yeah, I, I thought I love that song. Yeah, I love that song because it, I, you know, it's something that I think a lot of well people don't talk about in general, like, but especially a lot of black hip hop centric people. Um, and I would say we're all probably hip hop centric. And by that, I mean like that has influenced mm-hmm. parts of our culture um, growing up. So to hear him talk about that, too, was was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. And such a touching music video, too, of like, yeah. you know, the mother having to hide that and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty. Ha- I don't know. I can't remember what age he said that, you know, she came out to him. But I'm very happy that, like, that happened with me at a very young age. Yeah. I um, think my only complaint about that song is that he rhymes the words lesbian and thespian. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> like, hey man, man, she, she was like, acting, man. She was I acting. get it. I completely look. I'm not lost on what he's trying to say. But I think he's just like, mom hurt so hard. She was a lesbian. Had to pretend she was a desk. I was like, "Shut the fuck!" <laughs> what Shut else the can, fuck what up. else can you rhyme with lesbian? I don't know what else you can rhyme with lesbian. Had to hide it so hard she got thespian. <laughs> but I love someone Disney. else who's a thespian is yourself. Yeah. When did yeah. you start to fall in love with acting? Uh. <laughs> nice segue. It's a great segue. Oh, so smooth. Uh. <laughs> It's weird because there's two answers to this. I mm-hmm. would say the obvious answer is junior year of high school. Of course, we've talked about this. Before. Of course, that's your, uh, your yeah. Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, yeah. But then, I, but to be honest, I would probably say at a very young age. Of course, like were you a performative child? Yeah, like you know, like those kids who just have to be the center of attention. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. You're 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 not an only child. You do have. Half brothers. I was an like only child but until when you were 14. Young. Yeah. So yeah. you were young, you were an and only child. And even then, I was still an only child. Uh, I was, because that was when, I, at that age is when my mom's partner came into her life. Yeah. So, it was fucking kids. Like, <laughs> at What's that crazy age. is that one of them listens to the show. Well, yeah. Religiously. I mean, that's okay. And can I also tell you something that's very interesting? I did not know who he was for so long. <laughs> he, and we've even talked in person. I was like, oh, this is great. This podcast fan. Does he keep hanging yeah, out? I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, Jaquise going to get in this car with his podcast fan. That's <laughs> dope, bro. I guess Jaquise just be riding around with, oh, this podcast fan is just talking up to Jaquise's girl. Like, okay, whatever. Chill. And then I was like, oh, that's Jaquise's brother. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But at 14, like, at that point, I'm yeah. a teenager. I've been the yeah. only child for that long. I don't know these damn kids. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but you I were mean, a performative child. Yeah, I was Center a super performative child. I mean, like in in the school I originally went to, they graded you on everything, including conduct, and I yeah. would always get straight A's. With the only grade I wouldn't get an A in was conduct. Yeah, and I at a certain point they would just start giving me B's because they knew I was intellectually. Like getting A's, and it's like we can't have this kid off the honor roll just because he a class clown and shit yeah. like that. But I would always like I if for talent shows I would be the one who would have to sing and shit. Mm-hmm. I would I organized like a block talent show yeah. at like the age of eight uh, for the parents uh, with all the kids on a block. I would a, a lot of people think this is funny, but people say, "Oh, who's the guy that made you want to act?" And when I really started to trace back, like who made me want to act. Uh, it was uh, Mark Summers from Double Dare. Oh, wow. Uh, because, like, growing up, seeing him as a host, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. So I would, like, be behind the hamper we had, 
that would be my podium. I would unroll all the tissue off the or paper towel off the paper towel roll and use that like as that a mic. mic. Yeah, and I would just tube. be pretend like I was hosting a game show. Of course. And shit. So, like that's the dude who made me want to entertain. I yeah. should say. So yeah, I would probably say it was always been in me, but just out of a whim. Like junior year of high school, I was like, I have nothing else to do. I might as well just go audition for the school play. Do you and, remember any of? Uh, well, that's a story that you tell people. But yeah. again, for the sake of the Disney Channel original movie, what <laughs> happened was you got caught with drugs. Yeah, and they gave you the option. They said you can either go to juvie or you can join this theater program. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then that's, that's the Disney a, movie. That's the <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> and it changed my life. Shakespearean thug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Isn't that what would happen to the Disney Channel? That's movie? exactly what would happen in the Disney movie. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't give permission for it though. I would be the one who was like, "That's not how it happened." Yeah, but like half yeah. the country would be leave like, "Nah, that's how that's it happened." That's how it happened. That's how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you remember any of those like uh young childhood shows that you put on? Like, do you remember what you did and what you performed in? Can you tell me about one? Uh, you mean outside of Double Dare or pretend to be a host? Just yeah, like, like what was one of those? Like you said that you'd put on talent shows for the the block. Oh, on the block, yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, like one was like a singing talent show where we all mm-hmm. just like did songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, problematic now, but the song I did was I believe I can fly mm-hmm. <laughs> for course. the first talent show. Look, any black person will guys. tell you. Any black person will tell you your kindergarten graduation. Yeah, everyone sings "I Believe I Can Fly." That's what it was, man. Every that's all we did. That's all we and did. And then if we weren't singing that, do you know what we sing at my eighth grade graduation? graduation. The world's greatest. Oh, the worst. Yeah, the world's <laughs> by <greatest>. R. Kelly. <laughs> I and I just song. found that shit on my about to play ball playlist, and I was yeah. like, oh shit! And I tried to delete it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! <laughs> I'm the world's greatest. I forgot about that fucking song, dude. <laughs> that shit is wild. If uh, anybody ask you who I am. <laughs> God damn, man. Yeah. I wish, I wish, I mean, R. Kelly should be canceled. He should but 100% be canceled. I, now I want to like just go listen to that song just because I forgot about <laughs> it. The lyrics are also insane. They're insane. I'm not cloud up in the sky. I'm not mountain peak up high. Yeah, I made it. I'm the world's greatest. I'm that little bit of hope when your back's against the rope. <laughs> That what a song wild is, fucking song, bro. dude. He calls himself a lion in that song, bro. <laughs> like, Did he make I that for a movie? Lion. Oh, I am the mountain man. Oh my gosh, he's such a we. I mean, we knew, but this nigga he also was, was just crazy, saying crazy, bro. He was he crazy. Was crazy. He was an insane, he insane. Because I think. The reason why he did so much of what he did, obviously the patriarchy and all these things are protecting him, but he was an egomaniac. He's a and he, egomaniac. And he thought he was untouchable. Yeah. That's what I hear when I listen to that song. It's like, this guy's just like, who, who's going to stop me? Nobody, yeah. Who, nobody did. Nobody. Not <laughs> nobody a single did. person did. Uh, and we already talked about that basketball story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he but would, he uh, just made people. Yeah. We talked about that at the live show. At the live show. But yeah, yeah. R. Kelly would play basketball with people, and he would... Uh, he was the only one allowed to score. Yeah. Like, no one else was allowed to score the basketball. And if they were all on a fast break, they had to wait for him to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> what an insane man. What a fucking insane man. He's he's so but weird, man. You you are a singer, though. You do sing. I mean, I don't I don't view myself as a singer. The uh, You do a show at UCB. Uh, called Quick and Funny. And musicals. you're usually yeah. singing in that show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are, I am probably the least talented singer of all the people. Is it there. that you're the least talented singer or you're the least attached to musical theater? I'm the least trained singer. Because there's there. a di- cause I think there's a difference, right? Because yeah. like, I feel that way about acting, right? Where I'm like, I don't. But I think it's like, no, I just... I'm not a theater kid. And when they're like saying like Brecht or whatever the bullshit they'd be talking about, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm like, I don't know any of this. Yeah. I'm just funny. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if it's that you're not. Yeah, maybe you're not classically trained. But I mean, I've heard you sing. You're decent. Yeah, I mean, I I've always liked singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably the first foray into like entertaining people. Yeah. Uh, like that I had. Did you so, perform yeah. at church? Performed at church, was in the choir for a little bit. Of course, uh, got out of the choir just because I was didn't was too lazy. Yeah, um, it's a commitment. It's a commitment that I did not have any interest it's a commitment. in. Stepping I was at from left all to, the fucking time. Stepping from left to right is hard. It it is, dude. It is. Uh, I don't dance. Uh, 
that talent show was, I can't remember most of it, but that one was fun because we also had a little dance routine that we did at the girls on the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a jump rope uh, little routine. Uh, I had to learn how to double dutch, and that was a catastrophe, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that was fun. That was I remember that. So, I mean, growing up, Nickelodeon was huge. Of course. For me. Is that what you wanted? To be did a you Nickelodeon? Want to be, did you want to be on all that? Yeah, yeah, no. I never never wanted to be. I've never wanted to be. I'm one of those rare people who, like, even now just says, I don't want to be on SNL. Yeah. I would be on SNL. Of course. But, like, course. it's never, so, like, so, it's never been a dream of mine. What so does even that Jaquise Neal want? And we will find out when we return from the break. Welcome back to NP Edgar. We're still talking with Jaquise Neal. Jaquise Neal, what do you want? Because I do find you to be sort of an enigma when it comes to uh, uh, what exactly you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that in any malicious way. I hope that's not how it's taken. But, um, you know, like, I, there are people, like, for example, myself. If someone knows me well enough, they know exactly what is it, what it is I want. Mm-hmm. I want to be in a writer's room. Mm-hmm. That's what I want more than anything. I would kill a child <laughs> if it meant I could get into certain writer's rooms. Not yeah. any writer's rooms, but certain writer's rooms. I, I, when it comes to you, sometimes I, I, I feel like I'm not exactly sure what that is. Because mm-hmm. that's what I think it could be. Right. Which is... Hosting Family Feud. <laughs> That's not what I want at all. <laughs> uh, but you know it's what you're good at. I, I would love to. I mean, yeah, I like hosting show. I like hosting in general. I, you know, I um, I want to be an actor. I yeah. am an actor. Yeah. No, I don't want to be an actor. I am an actor. The only thing I want is just to work. That's always been the thing that people Great. ask, Great. answer when I, so like Thank for you me, for dodging the question. I'm going to ask you the question <laughs> yes. in a way that you cannot dodge. Okay. Your phone is going to ring right now. And yeah. It's going to be your manager, who I know by name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is going to say. Did she come to the show? She did not. Okay, uh, I, I just because well, I didn't see her. I didn't see her either. Uh, and I hope that she doesn't listen to this podcast. But of course she didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she sense. uh she is the queen of flaking. Okay, uh, okay. And she'll probably listen say. to exactly this. Episode. She'll probably <laughs> listen to exactly this episode. I still love her. We talk all the time. She's a very good friend, but. You know, I think you know. Yeah, she she didn't show up. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Um, if she your called, phone rings, yeah, and she says it happened. They gave you blank. Yeah, series this regular, is... series regular on uh, sitcom. Right. That is that is what I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been probably like my number one goal as far as acting goes. Now, what is, is it? What kind of sitcom is it? Um, is it a multi-cam? Multi-cam. Is it a single cam? Multi-cam, multi-cam in front cam? of a live studio audience. Wow, a live studio audience, okay. Yeah, that is, that's been the number one thing. And and you know what else I want? And I think um, high school drama or high school theater, whatever you want to call it, kind of reinforce this. But like, I want to be on a show like that that lasts for a few seasons. Of course. Because for me, that is what, that's what I started in was, oh, all the same niggas are in the same are in this are in all these plays. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so you're it's, a family. It's just a rearrangement it's of just all a the rearrangement same of the same people. So yeah. you're a family as opposed to professional theater, even though Chicago is a a big a little big community. So yeah. it's a big community but it gets very tight. What was the last taping that you saw? Live taping. Live taping mm-hmm. that I saw? Uh Jesus Christ, I can't remember. I don't like going to live tapings. Why? Because uh, they make me jealous. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. because of mean. that, I don't. I know what you mean. It's why I skip through people's Instagram stories of them in the room. It makes yeah. me live it. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. on it. I said something on social media that really affected me. Yeah. Which was I... like, go to the party. Go. Yeah. Like if someone gets something, go to their party. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Be happy. And and not that I'm not happy for I get it, but I but, get it. But for that, for that reason, I don't like to go to live tapings because I'm like, I just want to be You just want to be in it. Yeah. You just want to, you want to be there. I don't want to be in the audience. Yeah. Uh, being in the audience for me, and this is probably not true. I'm sure somebody would say this isn't true, but being in the audience for me at something like that feels like an admittance that I'm not going to make it. Well, um, that is the furthest thing from the truth. I know, I know, but it feels like, like I look at like, you know, 
just to give an example, like Will, Will Smith wasn't in no audiences before he was. I mean, he had a very I, weird I, career. I, 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 I would argue that maybe he was, and maybe the only reason why he wasn't was because he was already there a was no one superstar. filming uh, live sitcoms in Philadelphia. Yeah, and if he true. had lived in Los Angeles, I mean, like I think about like Tart and the fact that like Tart was like an extra mm-hmm. in what show Sopranos? was he? Like as a, like a young yeah. child, he was like in the background of some show or something. Yeah, like that. was it Sopranos? Uh, he was in I the mean, he... final shot of the first episode <laughs> of Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean, and that doesn't take away from his greatness at all. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah can... I know what that means. I know what you mean. That's just my own. I get that. That's just my own head. I, I one half of my brain recognizes that's ridiculous, but the other half of my brain, which is stronger, says like it's not. Well, then here's what I would suggest to you, and maybe you won't take this suggestion, but if you have a friend that is on one of those shows, mm. ask them for a backstage thing. Because then you're not necessarily that's true. an audience member. You are. You're a little bit of VIP. Yeah, that's true. And I then you'll that. be, you know, whining and dining yeah. with the very people that you want to employ you. That's very true. I am going to do that. I went to the Abbey's one. It was fun. Yeah. Is that the one that Kimmy is on? That Kimmy is on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's a good idea. That's actually a great suggestion. I will do that. So, yeah, I, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, secondary. The reason why, uh, like, I kind of just do a lot of things, like produce or, you know, do musicals. And, like, I, you know, I just got offered to be in a play. Uh, so I'm probably going to be in my first actual stage play in six years. Oh, wow. Uh, Congratulations. Which, yeah, if, if I take and it. What uh, a, it's paid, uh, though. But, what an odd way to drop that. But, I mean, I don't know if I'm yeah, gonna. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm gonna be in the play. I'm gonna be in the play. I'm gonna be in this fucking play. Uh, you know, which is which is weird because you know, for a large part of my career, that's how you make it. I mean, yeah. like one of my good friends, he's been on the show a few times. Uh, Bezad, that's how he made it. That's yeah, how people. He, he was in a play, and some people from How to Get Away with Murder came to that play and cast him. Wow. Um, he didn't. I mean, he auditioned, but like, yeah, he but didn't like have, they saw him at yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, like, I just always want to work. That is, I don't need, that is that is the validation that I would love to have is just to know, like, I'm a working professional. Yeah. <clears throat> but if I had one goal, that would be it. I like that goal. Yeah. I like that goal. Jaquise Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, at times... When I'm sad, not sad, uh, this is mostly when I'm bored, will envision a documentary about my life. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you would like people to say about you in their talking heads? Like this would be like the the top of the documentary. You know what I'm saying? In the top of the documentary where they show show those random. a whole bunch of clips. There's just a bunch of clips of people being like. He was you, this. He, he was, was this. He was yeah. this. I mean, you know, we was down in the corners and, and you know what I mean? And they'll yeah. do that. So like. Uh, what are some things that you want to hear? It's an interesting question. That's what I um, <laughs> I want you to know that I didn't come here with a form of questions. <laughs> this was all off the dome. Oh, you mean you're not reading a list of questions off your phone? <laughs> no, I'm Listen, not. Word. Everybody got different. Everybody got different interview styles, guys. Everybody got different interview styles. That's just what we do. And it's naturally uh, got you speaking, to speaking of which, shit. Speaking of which, uh, before I answer that question, uh, something that like I rarely talk about, I interviewed a Greek-American one time mm-hmm. uh, in college, and that interview is in the Greek-American Museum in Chicago. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird like wow. thing to have. <laughs> like, my specific interview is like in a museum. Uh, that is so, so fucking random. weird. I don't even remember the person's name. Yeah, that is a very weird flex. It is. It's weird. I ne- I forget about it sometimes, and then I think I thought about it recently. Like last week, I was like, I actually have that interview. It's, I don't even remember the person's name who I interviewed, which is But it's in bad. the museum forever. But it's in the museum forever. But anyway, um, I, would probably, I would probably say, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, because I don't think about, I, surprisingly, and, and like, you may say this is bullshit, but I don't think about that type of stuff as mm-hmm. much. I don't doubt um, it. I would probably say that he was... 
entertain <laughs> like all right let's let's get through the let's get through the bullshit first like he was an entertaining person uh he cared about people and when i say cared about people um like i have like a main friend i have like i have like a very small small circle of people that i'll be like oh man that's my brother mm-hmm. like i don't if i don't talk to him for 3 4 years i can pick back up with him but like I feel like I, I can do that with anybody. But like I have a very small circle of like that. Mm-hmm. But like if there's ever a moment where like oh this specific person needs a hundred percent of my attention right now, I'll give it. Mm. Um, or I don't personally. I don't say this person will get more of my attention more than this person because. Like I I can I have enough, yeah. <laughs> like I, I have enough to give. So, like that's what I mean by like I care about people. Where like yeah, we may not be like the coolest ever people, but like if I care about you, mm-hmm. then I'll care about you. Whenever you need me to care about you, one hundred percent of uh, yeah, that's right, Andy, one hundred percent. So that is something that I do hold like dear to like who I am as a person. Um I would probably say just as, you know, a talent that yeah, I was entertaining, I was funny, I was a good actor, I was a hard worker. Mhm. Um, the other things that people say about you already. I hope you I hope that you're aware of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a friend. Even if I wasn't like a best friend, I was a friend. You were still a friend, yeah. Yeah. And that like I tried to understand. Mm. And what I mean by that is like I'm very aware, and this is something that has grown with me the older I've gotten, but I'm very aware aware that I don't know everything. And I'm okay with that. Um I don't care to be wrong anymore. Uh, and sometimes I still do. But, like, That's what you're working on. Yeah, I don't care to be wrong. Like, I'm okay with being wrong and because, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, this is something that Stephen A. Smith says, which is him tooting his own horn, but the bones of what he's saying, like, I really agree with it. He says... Uh, I'm brilliant at a lot of things because the things I'm not brilliant at, I know I'm not brilliant at, and I go seek out the people who are. Mm. <laughs> and he's like, so, the, and they make me brilliant in it. Yeah. Uh, and like, like I said, that's him tooting his own horn. But like, I, I what I take away from that is, yeah, you know some things, and the things you don't know, you know you don't know them, and you know somebody else knows them better, and that's that's intelligence, and that is, and you go seek that out. That's intelligence, yeah. And if some, and and even if you don't agree with it or anything like that, like you know, we talked about this whole truth and the fact thing uh, recently. That, like, who who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares? I mean, and that's something. I mean, like you know, that's something that I don't always follow, but I try to. Yeah. So I hope that people. I hope that people appreciate that. And even if they don't, that's fine. But I hope that that is something that, like, I can pass on, like, if I ever have children and people that are important to me. And if I ever have, like, a company behind me, that is something that, like, I would love to instill as a main value in, like, those type of uh, situations. Now, Jaquise, my final question is Mm -hmm. my most important question. Uh, and I hope you're ready for it. I'm I ready apologize for it. if it comes at you hard. What do I have to do to stop you from having a wedding? Yes. <laughs> what right. do I have All to do? This. Okay. I stand. I said this is what Edgar is gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Here's what you have to do to stop me from having a wedding. I want you to be married. Okay. I want you to be married. If but it's you what don't makes want you, me to I have a wedding, I don't want you to have a wedding. Okay. To again, stop, I swear to you, the wedding is the most expensive part. You, I mean, you, you want to fight me on that? I don't I, disagree with that. <laughs> I don't disagree. With that. that dress just, is going to kill you. I just, I just see it as the wedding and the reception are are one. I don't. They're I one. Don't. You can have a party, bro. I'm not gonna pay for the dress. 
Jaquise, <laughs> I'm not. Don't say that dress. so strongly. I mean, <laughs> you gonna end up paying for that dress. Jessica got a dad. Jessica got oh, a Jewish Jake- dad. Jaquise <laughs> meal. <laughs> Where Jessica's Jewish dad at? <laughs> well, well, we've she already did. talked about the anti-defamation league coming uh, for this podcast. They will. They, they will. will. Listen, I love all my Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, <laughs> I think but, DJ Dan, who I assume is Jewish, is laughing his ass off at that I statement. I do. I love him. Uh, I celebrate Hanukkah. Jaquise, let's, <laughs> just All right, let's stop. stop. Just stop. Let's stop. This uh, is a Gina Rodriguez type apology. This is. This, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> not apologizing for shit. Uh, you're going no. to say that you have a, a Jewish skinned dad. <laughs> yes. Did you hey, see man, her say that? I get, no, I, I, I got a dark skinned dad. My dad is Afro Latino. And oh, then a Jesus. bunch of people put up a picture of her dad. This nigga light as fuck. He's, he's lighter than she is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but I would probably say, and if you want to stop me from having a wedding, mm-hmm. this is how you this is how you stop me. You give me fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> to go on a really nice cruise, and I won't have a twenty thousand dollar wedding. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Hmm. You know what, man? I kind of wish I come across this morning. <laughs> Because I want to give you the money and be like, bet. I want to watch this nigga convince Jess not to have a wedding. Yo, I would, and we can get married Matter on a fact, boat. We can get married on a boat. I hope that there is a fan out there. I'm looking at you, Monty, that is crazy enough to start this GoFundMe. Dude. <laughs> that if we can get $1,500 together, <laughs> that is not a lot of money, Jaquise. Hold on. Let me, low, mark that. Let me change the amount. Let me change the amount. No, no, no. no. You're not changing the amount. If we, listen, Culture Kingdom, if we get together $1,500, again, that is just. 10 people putting in $150? I mean... Right? That's just 10 people putting in $150, right? Am I wrong on that math, DJ Dan? No, that's right math. That's That's right right math, math. right? That's only 10 people putting in $150. Uh We can convince Jaquise to attempt. And that's not saying that he'll be successful. Okay. But I'll say $1,500 is very worth me. And I want to be there. That's what I want to make very clear. I want to be there to Jaquise to pitch to his... Soon to be wife, uh, that someone paid him fifteen hundred dollars to take away what I assume I don't know her. She's been dreaming about. Okay. Is now that, has Jess been like? Is Jess a big wedding person? I mean, she likes weddings. Yeah, she, she likes she's weddings. A big wedding person, bro. You, Let me ask this. She be on what's on her what's on the DVR right now? On her DVR right yeah, now. Yeah, what's on the DVR? She got them wedding shows on the DVR? No, she actually don't, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Bachelor is on her DVR. I mean, that's close. That's close enough. Extremely it's disgusting. Close. Um, I hate it. Um, be a way better host. I stand by that. So would you... All right. So this is... So if she says, get the fuck out of my face, do I have to get the $1,500 back? 100%. 100 percent you have to get the 1500 back you only get to keep the money the money will be there we're not gonna give you the money we're just gonna say look we have it there's 1500 dollars uh-huh. if you can convince jess can i change the number once no because listen, no, no no listen you said that crazy number i'm gonna hold you to that well, number <laughs> because i thought it was coming out of your pocket if we crowdfunded money <laughs> it's still my money nigga if i, I, mean, I crowdfunded it it's my money i mean but like i can at least get in a better room on the cruise no, let me let me get a suite take, no, let me get a suite let me do twenty five hundred. No, twenty five hundred. That's. I have twenty five. Let me have twenty five hundred. All right, I'll give you twenty five. Twenty five hundred. All right, twenty five hundred. That'll get me a really nice fucking room. Okay. Uh, that have a balcony and All shit. Right. But you only get that money if you can convince Jess to forego having a wedding. Can we still get married on a boat? Can we get married on a boat? No, y'all gonna get the courthouse. Courthouse or bus, bro. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> courthouse or bus, and this I gotta is... drive y'all to the courthouse. <laughs> All right. Trash. All right. Let's let's raise that money. I'm not trash. I'm giving them this gift. Let's raise that money first. Let's raise that money first, and Why then we'll cross that bridge. Little easy, like. All right. On, what is? I am so against. Like, what is the? What's the time frame on earning on raising these funds? I don't know. Y'all don't have a date yet, right? We don't have a date yet, but it can't be like fucking six months. That's easy. Like it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> like it has to be. You can't be like yo. We got six months to raise twenty five hundred dollars. How about this? 
No, I don't want to put this. This is trash. I was going to say, how about we have until y'all set the date? <laughs> we'll set the date in 20 days. <laughs> we'll set the date in 20 fucking days. We'll set the date next week. <laughs> That's just a date. We can set that date. Y'all can't just set a date. I mean, shit. Already, Jaquise, I'm, Yo. I am dubious of your efforts in planning this wedding. <laughs> we'll call- just like, we can just set a date. Yo. I'm already dubious in we'll- your efforts in planning this wedding. We'll start calling some venues. You just said he could just pick a day. We'll start calling some venues immediately. It's more than that. You got to look at an almanac, and you got to make sure that that day doesn't have motherfucker said you got to look at an almanac. You do. <laughs> you do. When you plan a wedding, you have to look at an almanac. Why? To make sure that that's a good day in terms of weather patterns. That's a thing that you look at the almanac for. Y'all going to learn. Somebody's going to respond Yo, to me and be like, Edgar knows. Your head? That's my Bro. question. Y- 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 your wedding brain is very concerning. <laughs> no. Y'all going to see. Much, how much that almanac life. pay? How much that almanac uh, cost? That's free, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, I didn't know if that was part of the wedding cost. Almanac is free. It's, a, it's like an encyclopedia. All right. We're going to look at the almanac. We're going to look at the almanac. You want to make sure. Oh, man. Y'all not looking at almanacs? No. But I also assume, like, that takes five minutes. Man. This is Y'all so not looking weird. at almanacs? I don't think anybody has ever used that word on our podcast until today. That's right. But if, I bet so you, funny. I bet you 100% there's going to be someone who's going to respond to this and be yeah, like, Edgar's the only one who knows what the fuck he's talking about. Because <laughs> you want to make sure that it's not a day that has high chances of rain. Thank right. you, DJ Dan. Right. You gonna get y'all gonna get fucked up and have snow on y'all wedding. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. We we're gonna have it somewhere where it doesn't snow, or have it in the summer of Chicago. All I hear is raising of the the amount. All mm-hmm. I hear is the raising of the amount. Or we're gonna have it inside, man. We're gonna have it inside. Why are you tripping? I'm tripping because I care about this man's wallet. All right, twenty five hundred. I care with twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred. Let's say forty five days. Forty five. Let's say thirty. Let's say thirty. Well, I'll take 45. <laughs> Which one are you more confident in, 30 I'm, or 45? Look, the, you're afraid right now. That's what's so <laughs> funny is that you're terrified. I'm not that terrified because I know you Jess know ain't Jess going is going to say no. Yeah. And this money is just going to be sitting there. <laughs> you're going to have to get them refunds back like the wall? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like that. <laughs> like that, that 20 million they had to give back? They had to give it all back. All right. Twenty five hundred. Of course, it's forty five days. But 40, I'm more, I'm more concerned she how she's gonna respond. Is she gonna be like, "What in the fuck? You are bargaining our wedding." She gonna listen to this episode. This is gonna be the first she'll episode probably, she listens to. Be the first episode she listens to. Uh, so maybe, maybe this is how we get her. And then this will be the first episode she listens to, and the next episode will be my last episode. That's right. Oh, <laughs> It'll be your last episode. <laughs> hey, yo, I got to quit. Just told me I got to quit. Uh. <laughs> It'll be my last ever episode on any podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she's going she gonna to go back and listen to every she podcast gonna appearance. She's going to shut you down. She's going to shut you down had. quick. You're like, ain't you supposed to be acting, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Jaquise Neal. Yes, yes. What a lovely conversation. It was. I feel closer to you. I do, too. Uh, we had to. We we learned a lot about each other in the last course, couple of episodes. Of course, of course, of course. Well, you can stop talking like you're host of the show. <laughs> this is not your show. Please. I mean, that's correct. That's Please correct. I talking. apologize. Thank you. I apologize. Uh, you'll speak when spoken to. That's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, but I, I feel like we learned a lot about you. Uh, 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 this wasn't as linear as your episode. We didn't go through your whole life, but I feel like... We touched on some key points in your life that I would have mm-hmm. would not have known otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned a lot about you. Very fascinating. Yeah, you're very you're a very fascinating young man. Oh, thank you, Edgar. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for being on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This was NP Edgar. We do have some announcements. Uh, DJ Dan, at this moment, if you could drop in the announcement violins, thank you very much. We would love if you could review our podcast. Uh, if you have been enjoying the new formats, go ahead and hop on the reviews and talk about which ones you've really, really appreciated. Uh, you know, shout out, you know, An Evening with Jaquise or NP Edgar or Sacred Hill Church or whatever it is. Tell us what formats you really, really like and which you'd like to come back. But rather than tweet at us, write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get higher up on noteworthy lists and stuff like that. And that helps us with ad sales. So you'd be doing us a solid if you could hop on the Apple review page and talk about what formats you really, really enjoy. And don't forget to leave five stars. Public has released the new logo available on everything. I just got a tote bag with it. 
It looks fantastic. It looks great. I can't wait to go to the farmer's market with it. Uh, so if you're looking for truly anything, laptop case, cell phone case, pillows. Pillows are great. The pillows are fantastic. Very soft. Uh, I, my personal favorite is the lightweight hoodie. Uh, it is so soft. I sleep in it constantly because it's just so light. Uh, I also sweat all over Anna, which I she does not enjoy. The crew neck is, is also very comfortable. Uh, uh, Sophie's currently wearing her Behind the Bastards one, which very comfortable material. Very soft, nice yeah. and pleasant, not too, not too heavy. Absolutely, absolutely. Are you done speaking in my time? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, very, very comfortable. Thank you, Sophie. Very, very comfortable. Uh, uh, <laughs> very comfortable. <laughs> A very comfortable uh, crew neck. So go ahead and hop on tpublic.com slash culture kings. Uh, people don't know this, but everything you buy, 5% goes to Sophie's dog. Uh, so go ahead and go on tpublic.com slash culture kings. Uh, and then lastly, uh, you can follow Jaquise Neal at Jaquise Neal on all social media. You can follow me at Awfulgram on Instagram and at, at Gropazir on Twitter. Am I forgetting any plugs, Sophie? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, and then follow the podcast at Culture Kings Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. The show should be back to its regular scheduled programming after this, so if you are not a fan of NP Edgar or An Evening with Jaquites, don't worry. Culture Kings will be returning to its regular scheduled programming once this week is over. Well, thank you again for listening. I hope that you enjoy your drive home, or if you're a federal employee, your unplanned vacation. Uh, and that is it for NP Edgar. Thank you.